When I first started talking about the retirement problem, the retirement deficit was at $14 trillion. Now we've added another 3 to $5 trillion in 401k and IRA losses in the last year. So we're going to talk about that on this episode of Real Estate Revenue. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Airy. And when I first started talking about the retirement deficit, the retirement deficit was at $14 trillion. Well, now in the last year, we have had three to five trillion dollars in 401k and IRA losses and total of seven trillion dollars in stock market losses which includes part of that 401k and IRA loss and who knows how many people are just buying stocks for their retirement so what we have is a problem that's getting worse not better And that's why I like to suggest to people that they use real estate for their retirement plan. I'm not a retirement planner. I'm not a financial planner or financial advisor, and this is not financial advice. I'm a real estate broker, and I work with commercial real estate, and I find properties and advise clients on investment properties. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So what do you do if these accounts are not adequate for your retirement? Financial planners are going to tell you, you need to save $1 million to $1.7 million for your retirement. Now, I don't know too many people who can save a million dollars or who have saved a million dollars. That's kind of a tough thing to do for most, for the average person. But that's what they're telling you you need to have a comfortable retirement. Now, in the 1990s, it was only 150000 for a couple. Now it's 10 times that much. So what I'm going to suggest to you is that maybe saving money is the wrong idea. Maybe a savings account is not what you need. What you need is cash flow. You need income. When you start taking your savings out you start withdrawing from your savings account or your IRA or your 401k every year to live on when you retire, it gets smaller. And you may not have enough there to last until you die. And what we've gotten ourselves into is a position where we have to hope that we die before our money runs out. That's a wonderful thing to think about. But that's where we are. So how does real estate help with this? Well, in real estate, everything rises and falls on cash flow. If your property that you invest in doesn't have cash flow, if it doesn't give you positive cash flow, you really don't want it. You want to buy properties that give you a positive cash flow. They pay you an income every month, and that's what you can live on. Now, think about this. Rich people... Don't save money. 
They say they save money. They say everyone needs a savings account. Well, yeah, you do, but what do you do with that savings account? That's the question. Rich people, wealthy people, they don't save for a rainy day or for retirement. They save money to invest, and then when they get that uh, money saved up to invest it, they buy something with it. They buy a property. They buy a business. They invest in someone else's business, and that's what they do with their savings. They don't let it sit in the bank. You know what happens when money sits in the bank? It happens to me. It has happened to me so many times. It tends to disappear. You you start using it for little things here and there. And before you know it, a couple hundred thousand dollars can be gone. And trust me, I know I've done that. And it is horrible to, to have to admit that. But that happens all the time. And unfortunately, I know a lot of people who make half a million to a million dollars a year and they're broke. They don't have any money. They couldn't go buy a new car if they wanted to. They couldn't go buy a new house. They they just don't have any cash. And the reason is they don't have any financial momentum. And that's what real estate will give you is financial momentum. It means that your money is earning a return and it's growing. It's making your your assets grow. And that's what real estate does. You have a rate of return on that money. Now, here's the thing. One property can change your life. Think about back to 2008 and 2009 when everyone, so many people were going into bankruptcy. They were losing their their homes, lost their jobs, couldn't pay their mortgage. They got foreclosures, had bankruptcies. Tens of thousands of those people, if they just had another $500 a month, could have saved themselves from bankruptcy and foreclosure. Sometimes that's all it takes, another $500 a month. And that is so easy to get with real estate. One property can change your life. And one property can save your retirement. That's all it takes. I paid off my student loans with real estate income from one property. So I know that it's possible. I know you can do it. I've done it myself. So what kind of properties do we want to look at? What, how do we want to go about this and why are we going about it? Here are some examples. These two properties right here are simple properties. The self-storage, they have a very high success rate, usually 95 to 98% success rate on self-storage properties. Lenders love self-storage. It's easy to get a self-storage loan. SBA will guarantee those loans with a pretty small down payment, sometimes as small as 10%. So these properties are pretty easy to get your hands on. And a lot of them are being sold by people retiring who are very willing to own or finance those properties for you. Now, the other property here you see in the picture, a uh, single tenant office building, that particular property used to be a house. And these are a very good place to start. You find a property that either is a house on a very busy street, that the traffic has gotten too busy to actually live in that house, or a house that somebody has already turned in to an office. So when you find a house like that, you can turn it into an office pretty easily. So uh, this particular property, I bought that one, and that used to be a dentist office, but before that it was a house. 
He had turned it into a dentist office, and I came along and bought it pretty cheap. I paid $120,000 for that property, and it wasn't that long ago. And I put about $25,000 into it and fixed it up and made it a nice property. And that property right there would bring in about $1,800 a month on a triple net lease, which means the tenant pays all the expenses, property taxes, insurance, maintenance, utilities, all that stuff taken care of by the tenant. With the loan payment I had on that, put down 25% and did the renovations out of my pocket. So I was paying about $900 a month in a loan payment. So I could have cleared about $900 a month in positive cash flow on that property. I used it as my own office. I didn't lease it, but the the people that uh, I sold it to uh, eventually did lease it when they got done with it. Here's a couple, here are a couple of other examples. The multi-tenant office building is a property that I set up for my one of my investor clients. He bought that for under a million dollars, put some money into it. The top floor was empty when he bought it. It's a 15,000-foot building. And he did renovations upstairs, didn't spend all that much money on it, put tenants in it, got it completely full, and it was clearing him 120000 or so a year in positive cash flow. Think about that now. If you had that building for a million dollars, that's a six-figure retirement income that you've got. And then the other building here is a multi-tenant retail, and that's a brand new one. Those those are going to be a little more costly, but the idea of having multiple tenants is is very good because, you know, of course, if one or two move out, you still have other tenants paying your bills. Now, let's talk a little bit about financial planners and what they have in store for you because it doesn't really work for me. And maybe it won't work for you once you see this. So they want you to save $1,000 for your retirement, right? They want you to withdraw 3.5% every year to live on. It's 35000 a year. Oh boy, that's a lot of money to live on for your retirement. It's less than $3,000 a month. And here's the kicker on this. If it's a 401k or an IRA, one of these plans where... um You've got deferred taxes. When you take that money out, when you start withdrawing that money, you got to pay taxes on it. That's before taxes. So you're going to be down to about 2500 or less a month to try to live on. Now, you may have Social Security to add to that, but you know, that's usually only about $1,300 to $1,400 a month. That's the average. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to try to live on that kind of money. That's just not enough money. And sorry if you are watching or listening to this podcast with audio only, you're missing out on the pictures. But if you go to the YouTube channel, the Real Estate Revenue YouTube channel, you can watch it and see the the slides and pictures that I have. Now, if you invest that million dollars instead of sticking it in 401ks and IRAs, if you invest that money in income-producing property. Now, I'm not talking about saving your money for 20 years and then buying it. Wait until you have the million. No, don't wait till you have the million dollars. You go buy it now. Pay the down payment. Get a loan for the rest. This is not the Dave Ramsey show. We're not going to tell you to stay out of debt. The debt on this kind of property earns you an income. It's, it's good to use it. Don't be afraid of it. So you're going to 
invest in a million dollars worth of property. Could be one property, could be four properties, five properties. It doesn't matter. You need to uh, think about the million dollars. I just chose that amount because it's a nice round number and that's the minimum that they recommend. If you buy a property with an 8% return, that's kind of where I start when I look for properties is 8%. You're going to get paid $80,000 a year on that million dollar property. And that is about 6700 a month. That's a whole lot more than the 401k route. So I imagine that sounds a lot better so far. After 15 years, if you finance this right, 15 years, you could have that property paid off. A lot of people will finance commercial properties for 15 years. Some do five years with a 10-year amortization, and they have a balloon payment after five years. They refinance it, and they refinance it every five years. Or sometimes you're able, if you have the right lender, you can just get a 15- or 20-year note on the property. And that's the best thing to do. So after 15 years, you can have this property paid off. I met a guy in a restaurant in Midland a couple of weeks ago, Midland, Texas, and he was traveling from California. And his plan for retirement, he had already completed his plan. He started buying properties 20, 25 years ago. Now he did it with houses. If he had done it with commercial properties, he would probably have a lot more money and a lot more income, but he did it with houses. I believe he had something like 20 houses and his plan was to buy one house at a time. And over the years, as they, as his mortgages matured, you know, he would pay them off and uh, every year or two, he'd have one that got paid off. And then, and, and it worked. He had all these homes all paid off, earning him income, and that was his retirement income. And that's how that works. Now, if you raise your rent during those 15 years, if you raise your rent 10% every five years, your income is going to go up to 106000 a year or almost $9,000 a month because your equity is also going to go up here because Property, commercial property values are based on the net operating income that they generate. So when you have increased your income from 80000 a year to 106000 a year, the value of your property is going to increase to about $1.3 million to $1.5 million, depending on what happens to the local market and real estate values. But in general, they're going to be valued based on, on the income they generate. So you've also added a lot of equity there. And taxes. Ever wonder why politicians don't pay much in taxes or why wealthy people don't pay much in taxes and everybody gets mad about it and they complain and yell and and, and then come to find out they didn't do anything illegal after all. They took advantage of all the tax breaks. Well, this is one of them that they take advantage of. Your real estate that you own, your investment properties, are going to give you some huge tax breaks. You're going to save thousands of dollars on your income tax, even from your personal ordinary income. This can spill over into that and take some of that tax burden off of you too. And at some point, if you keep buying enough properties... You're going to want to quit your job because your job is going to get in the way of making more money with real estate. At some point, you're going to pass up your income from your job and you're going to say, well, why am I doing this job? 
I can make more money, pay less taxes doing real estate full time. And that is just one property. Think about if you had 10 properties when you retired or if you had 20, I have one client that has 40 or 50 properties. And to be honest, I don't even, those are just the ones I know about. I don't even know about all of them. He's got properties all over the state and actually spilling into some of the neighboring states. And I have no idea how many he actually has, but I know the ones he has that I know about are huge. They're extremely valuable. And he started off small and worked up big. And so what you want to do is go back to that first property slide I showed you with the uh, single tenant office building that used to be a house. Start with one of those. They're cheap. They can make you a lot of income. And if you're at least to the right kind of tenant, they're going to stay for a long time. Insurance agents, for example, dentists, mortgage brokers, and even hair salons. Here's the thing about dentists and hair salons. They have specialized plumbing. And when they have this specialized plumbing, it's expensive for them to move. So they don't want to have to pay to put all that plumbing in. And the electrical too, by the way. And then go move in a couple of years to some other place and pay for it all over again. They're going to stay for a long, long time. So you can have those multiple properties if you're willing to do the work. It's pretty easy to do. So even if you're already near retirement age, it doesn't matter how old you are. Don't wait until, don't even think about planning this for your retirement necessarily. If you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, it doesn't matter. If you just want more income, start buying properties. It doesn't necessarily have to be for your retirement, but when you decide that you want to retire, if you do, it's there for you. You've got your income set. You don't have to worry about it. You can use it to get out of your job. If you don't like your job, if you hate working for somebody else, this is a good way out. It's a business. Real estate is a business and it will get you out of your job. It's a very safe business. If you know what you're doing, if you learn, learn the business right and do it right, it's a safe business. Now, even if you get close to retirement age, if you're 60, 65 years old, it's not too late. You can still buy these properties and save your retirement. If you're, if you're that old and all you have is 150 to $200,000 in your 401k and you're worried about your retirement, put that money into a property and get the income out of it. You know, with $200,000, you could buy a, what would that be, an $800,000 property? That can make you a lot of money. It can make you a good amount of income for your retirement. And it's not too late. One property can save your retirement. So don't, don't, don't think that you're too old. It's never too old. When you're 60 and you think, oh, it's too late for me to start that, I can't do that anymore. Well, Five years later, when you're 65, you're going to go, oh, crap, I wish I'd done that when I was 60. I could have had one property, two properties, four properties. The longer you put it off, the harder it is to do it. So just do it no matter how old you are. Just get started. So take some time. Look at some properties. Find yourself an agent or a broker in your local town who does commercial properties. Somebody with experience in commercial properties. There are brokers out there who only do that exclusively. That's what I do. I only do commercial properties. Don't touch houses at all. And find somebody like that. They don't have to be a huge company. 
In fact, I prefer the independent, smaller independent brokers and find one of them. They'll give you special attention and you don't have to pay them. That's the cool part about this. The seller pays the broker. You don't have to pay them. They're not going to charge you a fee. If they do, you need a different broker. You you need to go to a broker that's going to take his fee from the seller. And that's, that is how it's normally done. So they'll do all that legwork for you. They'll find you properties. They'll bring them to you. They'll, they'll give you all the details on them. And it's not going to cost you anything. It's going to cost the seller when they sell the property. And that's part of the agent's job. That's part of what they do. So go do that and make it easy on yourself. So that's about it for this episode. And I'll see you next time on Real Estate Revenue. We should have another episode coming out in another week. You know, we took a few, had to, well, we didn't take it off. We, we had a couple of back-to-back out-of-town trips. And so we have been off for the last couple of weeks. And unexpectedly, when we got back, I was ready to dig in and do... Uh, do do the do more videos and more podcast episodes and what do you know we had an ice storm yeah so we were kind of stuck we lost power and that was out for a long time and then the power came back on and guess what we lost our internet connection so that was out for full 20 I guess about 28 hours 30 hours no internet connection So anyway, we're back to normal now and the sun's out and it's getting warm. And so we'll be back in a few days with another episode of Real Estate Revenue.